Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a football Friday. Oh, we got football for you. Really good football. Playoff football on this edition of the Rick and Tom podcast. Hey, everybody. Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Our producer, Steve Versnick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. NFL playoffs are here, Rick. I can't wait. Four big games this weekend. We'll break them all down for uh, for everybody. Unfortunately, for Tampa Bay listeners, the Bucks will not be in the postseason. I know this is wait, breaking Wait, wait, news. wait, what? They're not? I mean, they're really <laughs> I, not? I don't have I didn't a game get this the weekend? Mem- no, you get to take the weekend off. How about that? Wow, it's uh, the 10th straight year for me. Unbelievable. No, okay, think about what you just said there. Ten years. We say it all the time. Oh, they haven't made the playoffs in ten years. They haven't won a playoff game since the Super Bowl. When you really start to think about it, Rick, and think about it in these terms, okay, Obama wasn't the president the last time. <laughs> was the not, the yeah. Was not the president. Hadn't been elected. No one ever, half the people in the country hadn't even heard of Barack Obama uh, the last time the Bucks made the playoffs. Rick, it's, it's, we've become immune to it because it's been so long, but when you really start to break those numbers down and say 10 years and, and 15 or whatever it's been since they actually won a, a playoff game, it's remarkable, man. It's it's depressing. It's bad. It's fan. it's bad, as they say uh, in the business. <laughs> it's not good, not good. Um, you know, the thing that I'm disappointed for is not for myself, obviously. Although it would be different to cover a winner, and I've done that before. But um, it's you know, playoff football. Um, this time of the year is for fans. It's really for the fans of those those twelve teams that are in it, and. There is nothing more exciting, I think, you know, than to be the only game on television and, and it matters and you're you're in the tournament and you have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That atmosphere is unlike anything in the regular season and only the fans get to enjoy it if their team makes it. So for Bucks fans, sadly, um, they've not made it. And more than that, they haven't won a playoff game since John Gruden was coach yeah. and it was the Super Bowl and that was 16 years ago. It's crazy. So, you know, this is uh, second longest streak now with the Bills making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Really sad situation um, for the Bucks franchise and for their fans. And you're right. If you were, I mean, the last time, if you were 10 years old, the last time the Bucks were in yeah. a playoff game, you're 20 <laughs> at this point. I mean, there's a big difference between that 10-year-old and now the 20-year-old. And I know my son's 22, so he probably remembers he was 12 the last time. Oh, you do? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to think back what was going on and who was here. And obviously, all the players are long gone since that team uh, team made the playoffs. It's just, Rick, in a league, too, where it's really hard to go 10 years and not make the playoffs. The league is set up that yeah. if you're really bad, you have a chance to be really good and not take a whole lot of time to get good, you know? Right. It's just uh, just depressing. Well, okay, let's look at the four games that are being played this weekend. We'll start with the, the Saturday slate of games, the early game. In the AFC, the uh, Tennessee Titans at Kansas City. Really the headline here, Rick, if you're looking at it from a Bucks perspective, Marcus Mariota gets into the playoffs before Jameis Winston does. And I think there's a lot more reasons why the, t- the Titans are in be- uh, than Marcus Mariota, and a lot more reasons why the Bucks are out than Jameis Winston. But it is kind of interesting to think about it, that Tennessee 
in a weaker division, I think, than obviously the Tampa Bay Bucks. But Tennessee, I mean, they drafted Marcus Mariota to get him to the playoffs. He's gotten him into the playoffs. Well, I don't know that he did it. I think they might have done it in spite of him in, in some ways. I mean, they, you know, Tennessee is one of those teams that, you know, they did very well in their division, not so well outside of it, not so well on the road. Um, I think they threw more, more interceptions and touchdowns. I don't think they had a thousand yard rusher. So they're in the game, but I don't think they're going to be in it for long. Um, I think Kansas City, um, you know, being uh, being at home, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and being just a more dynamic offense. Now, you know, Andy Reid has had some hiccups in the postseason, so you don't take anything for granted when Andy's involved. No, oh, absolutely. Um, but I, I do think that, uh, you know, this is the one playoff team where. Uh, you know, of all the playoff teams, this, the, the the Titans may actually fire their coach. <laughs> so, um, well, so it's that, weird that, that you would say that because if Kansas City were to go, and I don't think they're going to lose this game, but if they did, you mm-hmm. wonder if they get to a point. Not because I think Andy Reid's a terrific coach, uh, and I would take him in a heartbeat. In fact, if he if he were to get fired in Kansas City, I I don't know that I would. I don't know, Dirk. I'd call Dirk and say, "Hey, Dirk, you didn't buy, right? You're still renting, right?" Because <laughs> I'd think twice about it, but. Uh, Kansas City's got to be getting a little short on patience even. And it may, maybe not even be Andy Reid's fault. This goes back years that Kansas City just doesn't seem to have that playoff mojo, you know? Yeah, they've had some uh, they've had some interesting games. And, I mean, Alex Smith has, you know, been the sort of the center of that as the guy that, you know, can't get them over the hump. And this might this will probably be his last year, I would think, with uh, Mahomes ready to step in there. Um, but you're right. I mean, this goes back to the whole theory, too, that, like, you know, when you talk about Andy Reid and the fact, you know, he won all those championship games, um, you know, in Philadelphia, only went to one Super Bowl, didn't win one. But do you want a program that's in the playoffs every year and one day they may have a chance to break through and win it all? Or do you want to be the Buccaneers? <laughs> and it doesn't yeah, have no, to be right. an either or choice. But, I mean, you know, I think there is something to what you say about Andy knowing how to get his team, you know, in the mix and in the tournament. Because if you can't get there, you're not going to ever have a chance to win. Yeah, and that was sort of his M.O. in Philadelphia, too, where he, he was always had a good team, always had yeah. a team with not a special quarterback. Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback, just mm-hmm. like Alex Smith. He's a good quarterback. I don't know that those guys are either one of them ever top five in the league at any point, you know, but always has them in the hunt. Always does. This has been a weird year when you think about Kansas City. Rick, go all the way back to the season opener. Remember, they went into Foxborough. And kicked the crap out yeah, of the Patriots. And they were hot. And he were, and he, and uh, you know, they were hot throwing the ball. Alex Smith was throwing it down the field. Mm-hmm. And they were and they had they were good on defense, turning over to football. They looked like a Super Bowl team. They started off, I think, five and zero, And then they went into a total tailspin. I think they lost mm-hmm. six of seven or something like that, I want to say. And then yet they finished strong. They win their last four, although against not very good teams. You know, I think the teams they played down the stretch weren't very good. So I have no idea what to make of this team. Alex Smith, meh. You know, I could take or leave him in the playoffs. They w- they're good enough to win this game. They will win this game, Rick. But I, I don't see so. them getting any further than, than this. I think it's a, I think they're one one win, and then, boy, it would be an uphill. I don't, I don't even know who they're they playing next. Yeah, they won't but, be favored. Yeah, it'll depend on, on a lot of things. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. But I think they win this game, and um, – I don't know if it'll be close. I mean, most NFL games are close, but uh, ten, I mean, Tennessee almost lost to the Browns, and, and I know they didn't, but they no, they're but capable that says of a lot, being yeah. bad. Yeah, I don't think this game's close. Kansas City wins handily. It's not going to be like forty-one nothing, but it's right. going to be. You're going to. I think you're going to get a sense that Tennessee's never in the game. 
You know, they, right. they never have a real chance of winning this game. Uh, second game on Saturday, Rick, Atlanta at the L.A. Rams. This one's really intriguing matchup. It's gonna, uh, it's really going to come down to whether or not the Rams are ready. They're a good team, Rick, but they're a young team. This is Jared Goff. There's a difference between playing in the, in the regular season and playing, stepping up, playing in the playoffs. It's a home game. That's good for them. But Atlanta, is there anything to the fact that, look, Atlanta, Matt Ryan's played a zillion playoff games. His team went to the Super Bowl last year. They know what it's like to play in the playoffs. They know what big games are like. Does that make a difference, or do you just look at it and say, hey, Rams are too young and stupid to know any better? I think a lot of people make a lot of things about experience, but I, I think the, the talent wins, and I think the Rams are very, very talented. I mean, especially on defense where you need it against you know the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they can put pressure on the quarterback. My, Matt Ryan's not a very mobile guy. If you hit him early in the game, he will watch the pass rush, and that's you know that's sort of been uh, where where you know the Rams don't get enough credit uh, for how good they are, especially up front. And then you know. You, you talk about the pressure. You know, you have Matt Ryan, who was the MVP last year and went to a Super Bowl, and he's played a million games. Um, and then you have a rookie quarterback, you know what I mean, for the Rams. But they're going to run the ball with Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley has been – they're going to throw it to him. They're going to run it for him. And that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Jared Goff. And I, I, I just think that even though they won't have a home field advantage because no one comes to Chargers games, I mean, I'm sure they'll sign – I'm sorry – the Rams will have a home field advantage, but right. it's still it's L.A. It's their first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure how much that'll factor into it. Atlanta travels well; they can run the ball. So I, what I mean is, it's not like you're, if you're playing this game in Atlanta, I would say that dome will be rocking, et cetera. Um, I don't know that they they'll get a lot of people for the Rams. I just think the Rams are better. I think people have undersold them. I think they thought this was a fluke. It's not a fluke. I mean, it turns out that Jeff Fisher had a really good team. That was really uh, had a bad offensive scheme and poorly coached, and Sean McVay. No, not according. He left them in great shape. That's what Jeff Fisher told me. Well, he did. He did (laughs) leave them in great shape. Unfortunately, like he couldn't win more than seven or eight games every year. I mean, this this is not. It's funny how he's trying to take credit for this when really all you're saying is, look at this awesome team that I did absolutely nothing with. Um, The quarterback, I'll give him a pass. Maybe he was a rookie that year, but the offense was so bad. That you know, I mean, they didn't know what to do with Todd Gurley, and now they're doing everything with him. So I like the, I like the Rams because I think Atlanta, um, I think their defense is suspect, and I think Matt Ryan's going to have a tough time in this game. You talked me into it. I was going to pick the Rams, but now you've or the the Falcons. But you talked me into really? it, the Rams. And what what convinced me, Rick, is something you said about them being able to run the ball and play defense. Those are things that can translate into the postseason. Those are oh, things yeah. that, that carry into the postseason. Whereas if you rely on maybe a young quarterback and that's all you rely on, you could see that going uh, you know, a little sideways on you. And the- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Another interesting thing, you mentioned Jeff Fisher, too. I haven't heard his name mentioned in any of these coaching openings. Have you? Uh, maybe, maybe I have missed it. But he I has said it. he wants to come back and coach, which is like me saying I want to be president. Um, <laughs> it's probably never going to happen. But, um, you know, I, 
Yeah, I, I think Jeff Fisher's window has closed. And I think what, you, what they've done out there this year is probably what, what, what did it for good. You know what I mean? I, mean, right. I don't know if there's a college job out there for him. But, I mean, the man coached 20-something years, and he went to the playoffs less than a handful of times, I think. And, and you know, I don't, I don't know how he kept his job. It was one of the most amazing things that this guy had his job as long as he did. And I rapped him a lot, but for good reason. That was my I mean, favorite look his, thing. Look at his record. I mean, jeez. <laughs> of all the years that we've been doing radio shows and podcasts together, that it's always cracked me up that that was like one of the – you got more heated about <laughs> Jeff Fisher than anything that we've ever ever talked about, just that how that guy kept his job after all those years. And you're right. You look back at it, it's like – especially in a league where everybody's so impatient, you know. Right. That, that he just uh, – and it, it wasn't like he ever – Came close once, right, to winning a Super Bowl. But you know, he was that guy that was always going to teams like he he'd be he'd be with the Houston Oilers, but they were moving to Tennessee. So it was like, well, let's not change coaches. We want some stability. Right. And then, oh yeah, let's give him a few years because we change because we changed cities, and they were making excuses for him. And then, darn, if he's not with the St. Louis Rams, that moved to Los Angeles. Right. You know, and he, he kind of got a hall pass for what they did in the last few years in St. Louis because, like, well, we're under this cloud of moving and. You know, we don't want to change coaches, and then this happens. So it's just weird you know, to me that he. And I, I know that story very well. Do you know why I know that story? Because Jeff Fisher reminds you of it every time that he yes, talks he to does. us. You know, he says about how, oh, I had to move these teams to move. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Let's go to the Sunday games, Rick. Buffalo at Jacksonville. Buffalo, as we mentioned at the at the top of the podcast, first time in the playoffs since 1999. I don't even think this team's any good, Rick. I, we saw them in person. Yeah, they beat the Bucs. They had a big lead. Bucks came back on them. This – this is not a very good Bills team. I don't, I don't believe it is. I don't, I don't well, know how I mean, they're in the playoffs. They got in it, let's face it, because the Ravens choked, and Andy Dalton now is getting a gazillion dollars from Bills fans for his charity, <laughs> which is great because of that pass that he threw that beat him. But, um, you know, the Bills the Bills are better than you think, and they might have made it easier if their coach hadn't gone nuts and tried to play another quarterback. And he threw five interceptions that's or something like that. That's amazing that that happened in that oh, this it was, season. And, it, yeah, and, it, and, it and they recovered them. from it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it would have cost them. But um, the, the one thing is that Shady McCoy is not – apparently he's not going to practice all week at all. Um, he's going to be very you know, much a game-time decision, and it's going to be very close whether he even plays. So without the ability to run the ball, what, what you know, really what this is going to come down to is um, are they going to have the ball in Blake Bortles' hands enough to – that he would make enough mistakes to keep Buffalo in it. Because Buffalo's defense is actually pretty good. Um, you know, they can do some things. They're going to get a heavy dose of running with Leonard Fournette. Um, Tyra Taylor's going to run around a little bit. And, you know, I, I think that defense will eventually get to him. But he may make, make some plays um, when he gets outside the pocket, either running or throwing. Um, but if the Jaguars don't turn it over, they, they should run over the Buffalo Bills in this game. This game will not be close. Jacksonville is very good. Rick, you, you know, stats are, are something you can twist them any way you want to make your point um, one way or the other. But mm -hmm. there is one stat that I really like, and it's point differential. It's a, I think it's – and the reason I like that stat is because it usually bears true when you get to the playoffs that typically teams with the biggest point differentials tend to go very deep in the playoffs. You look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're plus 149 on the year. That's second in the AFC to New England. And tied for third in the NFL, I think they're tied with the Rams. Pretty good. That's that. Yeah, and and when you look back at, I think in the history of the Super Bowl, the team that's finished in the top five in in point differential has 
has made the, has made the Super Bowl every year of that stat. So um, rarely do you get a team outside of the top five that gets to the Super Bowl. It's a it's a stat that I believe in. And with Jacksonville, um, I don't I, I I don't think they're scared of anybody. Now Blake Bortles would, would worry me a little bit. Blake would scare me. Yeah, but. I really believe they can win anywhere. I think they can win in Foxborough. I believe they can win. I've seen them win in Pittsburgh. And I know you say, the, you know, regular season is a little bit different than, than a postseason. It is. And to that point, they lost their last two regular season games. That's true. But this team is, I think they have a mentality that will translate well to the playoffs. They're, they're excited to be there. And, I, and getting Buffalo early, Buffalo's not going to challenge them. That's going to be a good tune-up game for them. Now, I think you're going to go into that. Next game with a lot of momentum. This game will not be close. This will be the worst game of the weekend, I believe. Hey, if I told you there was going to be a Florida NFL team host <laughs> a first-round playoff game, would you have picked Jacksonville? No, and if I told you it was going to be a team from the state of New York, would, I, would you have guessed Buffalo? Probably like, not. Yeah. You know, uh, although <laughs> it wouldn't have been the Jets either, so maybe you would have thought Buffalo. The, uh, the last game of the weekend, Rick, is on Sunday afternoon, and uh, Bucks fans, of course, will be very familiar with this one. Carolina at New Orleans. This this could be the the best game, the most competitive game. Two teams know each other very well. Um, Saints seven to one at home. Well, Panthers five and three on the road, so not bad. Saints won both games though, Rick, and they won them easily. And I don't know if that means anything come playoff time, but I do know that the Saints were a much better team one on, uh, when they faced each other during the regular season. And that's why they'll be a, they are a better team, and they'd have to have a, a bad day to lose to Carolina. I. I don't think it's a fluke that the Saints won those games and they won them pretty handily. Um, you know, the one thing they did against Carolina was just run the ball, and that's what they do against everybody with, with Mark Ingram and, and Alvin Kamara. We saw what he could do on Sunday. Uh, and the Saints at home in that dome, that place will be lit. Cam Newton has really struggled of late. I mean, that offense in general, Mike Shula seems to be caught in between. I mean, right now Cam has been their leading ball carrier, I think, for the last four or five games. He's running the ball a lot. Um, but the passing game is not very good. I don't like I don't like their outside receivers at all. Uh, he's got Greg Olson back, but it just seems like the offense is is so inconsistent, you know, and you just don't know what what their plan is. Um, so unless unless somehow New Orleans were to turn the ball over, put it on the ground a bunch of times, um, drew through interceptions or something like that. I, I don't see how the Panthers win this game because I don't think they're going to score enough points. They will not outscore New Orleans. New Orleans wins this game, and let's say they do, Rick. Let's say for sure that New Orleans wins this game. And quarterbacks get too much, probably too much credit when a team wins and, and too mm-hmm. much of the blame when a team loses. But let's say that New Orleans goes in, wins this game fairly well, Cam plays a – pedestrian game not a great game mm-hmm. say he throws for you know he's say he's like a you know 20 for 30 for 240 yards and a touchdown and a pick and he runs for like 30 yards or whatever and they get knocked out and they lose pretty handily like 31 14 or something like 31 20 mm-hmm. how would at this point would you rate cam newton's nfl career if you were if and again knowing that it's not just him he's out there with 20 other guys, you know, on offense and defense. I think for the most part he's fulfilled what you want from a number one overall pick. I mean, you know, the guy's been a league MVP. He's taken the team to the Super Bowl. Um, You know, he's won an awful lot of games. He's he's won three division titles. Could have been four this year, um, but they had the same record as New Orleans and got beat twice. I don't know what else you want from him. I mean, I never thought he was a great passer to begin with, and he's Mm -hmm. taken – 
a lot of a lot of shots. Um, you know, been hit a lot, but then he's dealt out a lot of punishment too because he's a big dude. But I mean, what you know, what else do you want? Um, you would like him maybe to be a better passer, or you'd like you know you'd like him to be a different quarterback. But that's not that's not who he was. But if I draft a guy and I can build around him, and he takes me to the playoffs and wins division titles consistently. Yeah, one hiccup last year. Um, you know, he's been hurt. But I think they bounced back in a big way this year. I give I give Cam and them a lot of credit because he was yeah, beat I up early in the year. There. Yeah. You know, I didn't think shoulder. I didn't think they were gonna be there. I didn't think they were gonna be there this season. I Neither thought. did I. Neither no. did or, I. I didn't think New Orleans would either. I'll be honest, Rick, I thought Atlanta and, and Tampa Bay were gonna be the two teams fighting it out for the best team in the division. Yeah, and, where we missed on New Orleans was their draft. Um yeah. yeah, it changed everything. I mean, you know, they got two guys going to the Pro Bowl and that just goes to show you that they had some nice pieces, but when you can when you can be that good in the draft and get get the Alvin Kamaras and the Marshawn Lattimores and and people like that um, to take pressure. I mean, Drew Brees threw for six thousand yards every year. It seemed like, and they were seven and nine three years in a row. And the only difference in this football team, the biggest difference, is they had one really good draft and hit on some really good players. And Kamara has changed them in the running game and the balance that they have. And that, if you're a Bucks fan, that's your hope: is that Jason Light had a really good draft last year. But now can you get an edge rusher? Can you get maybe a running back? Can you get um, you know, a defensive back, a locked shutdown corner? And if you can do that, you'd be surprised if they took pressure off of Jameis Winston, uh, what he could do in the passing game if, if, you had, if you had balance on that offensive side. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the breakdown of this week's games. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Reach out on Twitter at Rick Tom Podcast, at NFL Strata, at Tom W. Jones. Thanks again to our producer, Steve Verstick. Enjoy your weekend. Stay warm. Bundle up. Enjoy the games. Talk to you next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.